Guys that are really good and, and, and they normally take this step by their third year, Skip, you've heard a lot of people say this, by their third year. As a Hemi for arm. But he got better, he got better from first to second. And he got exponentially better between second and third. The Hemi and his shoulder. Stepping up middle of the field. First down and more. Josh Allen weaving to the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Allen, end zone shot. Got a man. Caught for the touchdown. He's a real threat. Down in the red zone, wherever. What's going on, Bills Mafia? Welcome back after a very long hiatus um, on my part. Welcome back to the All Day Buffalo podcast. We will be talking some Buffalo Bills for the first time in three weeks. I'm sorry, guys. Um, it was a very busy um, and kind of difficult hol holiday season to try and keep putting out content while I was also still running the social medias um, and also traveling back home to see my my family um i wasn't really around my recording stuff for most of that time so i wasn't able to push episodes the way that i wanted to um i was able to explain this um to built in buffalo talk to my guy date uh to, to justice um and it was all good whatever um, but we're moving into the final game of the season so i definitely wanted to be able to put out an episode for this time of the year um because it's exciting. The Bills are officially cemented in the playoffs. They can still play for the division lead um, and the division win if the Bills win um, on Sunday against the Jets. Um, and I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but yeah, so I just wanted to go start this episode by saying, sorry you guys haven't heard my, my beautiful, sultry voice in so long. I've missed you guys too. Um, but I am very excited to get back to talking Bills football, um, and I have a bit to say in this episode, so I'm excited to do it. So as I always like to, I like to shout out the podcast network, the Built in Buffalo podcast network, that is, um, please, any day of the week, check out the Built in Buffalo podcast network. There will be a new episode of some podcast up there that is build, Bills related. Um, you are going to love it. You will not be disappointed. Um, so please check that out. That is on all your favorite streaming services. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. So please check that out. 
So let's get into it. Um, last week, the Bills beat the Falcons 29-15. to It was kind of a weird game um, that the Bills ended up winning by two scores. The Bills were favored by 14 or 14 and a half in that game. I think that the lines were different on different sites. Um, but whether you had 14 and a half or 14, the Bills either pushed or did not cover for you. So the Bills did not cover against the spread yet again. Um, it seems like that is kind of a thing happening when there has had, when they have these two touchdown spreads, uh, they've been covering some of them, um, but not all of them, uh, notably, you know, like the Jags games, um, those ones, um, but they are beating teams pretty badly. Um, <laughs> when the, when the spreads are small, I mean, we can look at the, the Patriots game, the, the second Patriots game, uh, the bills favored by about two and a half points. I know this isn't a betting podcast, but it does give you a good idea of where the bills are um, and where the kind of the public and the, uh, the, the, the sports betters think of these teams. Um, it just gives you a good idea of where these teams are in the season, um, I think at least. Um, and at two and a half point favorites against the, or at two, two and a half point underdogs, I believe, against the Patriots, they actually ended up beating them by double digits. Um, and Josh Allen had an absolutely masterful game that game. So that was awesome. Um, the other game that happened. So the last time I put out an episode was the Buccaneers game. Um, the Bills played the Panthers, the Patriots, and then the Falcons. Um, so they beat the Panthers, they beat the Patriots, and they beat the Falcons, meaning they are 3-0 since the last time I uploaded an episode. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't um, because they've been winning so much. Um, I think that the Bills can handle the Jets, though, um, for sure. Uh, but I've definitely got some takeaways from this Falcons game. So let's get into those. Um, first one, Devin Singletary has been playing really well down the stretch. He continued that in a big way uh, against the Falcons. He looks like he's running with more purpose than he ever has in his career. Um, you know, there's a bunch of runs in that game. If you look back, even the highlights, you don't have to look at like the full film of the game. He made some big plays where he was just putting his head down, putting his shoulder down and getting through guys, making first downs. And he's been doing that the past couple of weeks. And it's been really, really, really impressive from a guy that seemed like he kind of could have been on the fringe if um, he continued to play the way that his season started. So it's big for Devin Singletary. Um, it's big for this Buffalo Bills offense. I think that it's huge that um, the Bills are now able to utilize somewhat of a running game. You know, it feels like he's the most trusted player at that position right now. Um, and it's really not even close. You know, you think about Zach Moss and Matt Breida. I just don't think that the confidence is there in either of those guys, that the confidence is in Devin Singletary. I think the coaching staff um, is definitely all in on Devin Singletary. Um, I think most of the fans are now. I think that that was kind of something that was up in the air for a lot of people. Um, but now it seems pretty solidified for most Bills fans um, and most Bills media that Devin Singletary is the number one guy. Um, and a two-touchdown performance um, is always going to get you that type of nod um, and that type of reaction from your fan base. And from the people that are, you know, analyzing and dissecting this information every single day. Um, so that is definitely one of my takeaways. Devin Singletary playing really well, not only in this game against the Falcons, but down the stretch. Um, and now takeaway number two, Josh Allen is playing great, even when he's not playing great. Allen threw three picks and no touchdown passes uh, versus the Falcons. But he did rush two in and he had a great game on the ground um, rushing yards wise. Um, and he did throw for a decent amount of yards, too. He didn't have 
the worst game of all time. Um, it wasn't his best for sure, but the Bills did still win by two scores. Um, you know, the the conditions were difficult um, for the Bills passing game in general. Um, I think there was a lot of drops. There was probably, a, you know, maybe two plays where the Bills probably could have scored passing touchdowns. I know that there was that one that was kind of high but hit digs in the hands. Um, it was kind of like a laser over the middle. Um, the left middle of the field and Diggs was in the end zone, uh, but it kind of ricocheted off his hands. I think that, you know, it was snowing. It's kind of wet. Uh, that's a hard ball to throw. Um, nonetheless, catch coming out so quickly. Um, those gloves get kind of slippery in the snow um, when they get wet. So maybe it just slipped off his fingers. Um, but that's something you can, you know, if you want to make some excuses. Um, but I think that Allen is still finding a way to find success, even when his passing isn't good. You know, so like, this is like what you want to see in like most basketball players. If they're not hitting their shots, you want them to start distributing the ball better or um, playing better defense, you know, contributing to the game in a different way um, and using a deficit to kind of, you know, boost your, you know, the thing, the other things that you're good at um, and, and still continue to, be someone serviceable out on the field. And I think Josh Allen did that really well. And I think that that's a reason why Josh Allen is kind of that MVP caliber player that he is. He's always going to figure out ways to, you know, get, get in the end zone, get yards, get his team in the end zone um, and get the right guys of the ball. So these types of games, honestly, give me more confidence in Josh Allen. Um, even if he doesn't put up, you know, 400 yards and four touchdowns, um, like we're seeing guys like Joe Burrow do. And we've seen Josh Allen do plenty of times. Uh, but I think that these types of games show us a lot about um, Josh Allen's heart and, and, and the, um, you know, the offensive, the offensive coaching uh, Brian Dable. I think that it shows that Brian Dable can, you know, mix it up a little bit. If his star player isn't playing his best, he can still call a game that the bills can win by two touchdowns. Um, and, you know, all of that doesn't happen without takeaway number three and that, our defense is the best in the league and it will be crucial for that to continue throughout the playoffs. They played really well again against the Matt Ryan led Falcons. Um, it seems like this defense is the most reliable unit of our team at this point. Um, even though the offense is ascending, at least in my opinion at the, um, at the, this time right now, and they're definitely ascending at the right time. Uh, this is the time you want your offense, you want your team in general to be playing its best football because you know, they're heading into the playoffs Games are going to get tough. The weather's going to get colder. It's going to get windier. It's going to get snowier. Um, and we're going to see more kind of nasty matchups like we did, um, like nasty weather matchups like we did in that Falcons game. Um, but those are the takeaways I had from the Falcons game. Now let's move on into the game that's happening this weekend. Uh, the Bills will line up against the Jets in Buffalo to end the season, the first 17-game season. Um, of all time in the NFL is coming to an end um, and it's up against the Jets. So this will be a fun division rival. Uh, this is a very important, even though it's very important game, even though we're playing a team that most like that most look at as a bottom feeder in this league, you know, rightfully so it is the New York Jets. Um, but this game will also help decide who wins the AFC East. If the bills win. They win the division outright. Doesn't matter what the, the you know, what the outcome of the Patriots game is. So if the Bills lose and the Pats beat the Dolphins, the Pats will then win the division. Um, that is worst case scenario. So we don't want that happening. 
Um, and if the Bills and the Pats both lose, I believe the Bills will win the division um, just off of division record. Um, but, you know, we can't get too ahead of ourselves here. Uh, we can't talk about winning without even playing the game yet. So the Jets are kind of feisty. They, they've at least been feisty down the stretch here in this 2021 season. They've been sticking around in games against decent opponents. And Zach Wilson has been playing much better since coming back from his injury. Uh, their defense also isn't playing bad whatsoever. So this team is one of those sneaky teams that could kind of maybe give the Bills a little bit of trouble. Um, I'm not saying that I think the Jets are going to win this game, but I think that it might mean the score will be a little closer than it was last time the Bills played the Jets. Uh, the Bills did hang like a 40-piece on the Jets the last time they played them. So that's why I'm confident the Bills can run it up again on them. But a Week 18 game in Buffalo probably won't see 40 points for the Bills. Um, I can imagine the Bills will probably get around 25, 27 to 30-ish points um, and probably hold the Jets to somewhere around 10. I don't think that Zach Wilson will play good against this Bills defense. I think that it will be his worst nightmare. Um, I think that they will get in. I think that he'll probably throw a touchdown. Um, but I don't think that he's going to have you know a career day whatsoever. I think that they're going to have to lean on their running game and they're going to have to lean on their defense a lot to stop the Bills. Um, and they're also going to have to get a little bit lucky, and I think that they're going to need the Bills to shoot themselves in the foot. Um, but the Bills know exactly what's on the line here, and I don't think that they're going <laughs> to choke it away against the Jets. Knowing how big uh, winning the, the division is um, for, for playoff seeding, and I, I think the Bills will probably end up rolling. I, I said about 27-30 to 10. I'm, I'm going to make a solid answer. I'm going to say 31 to 10. Uh, the Bills will win by about 21 points. And that'll end the season. And the Bills will be the AFC East division winners for the second time in a row. And I think the last time that happened, I'm also, I, I saw this. I know I saw this somewhere, um, but I'm not 100% sure if I'm 100% correct. So when I say this, take it with a grain of salt. But I think that it was the, la the last time the Bills won the AFC East back-to-back -back was 1991. It's a very long time ago. <laughs> That's 30 years ago. The Bills haven't done that in 30 years. Um, so it would be a huge deal. Um, the city of Buffalo would go crazy, but it's playoff time. We are no longer playoff caliber, championship caliber. That's what's going up in the locker rooms. I love that message from McDermott, the coaching staff, and the rest of the team. Um, but moving into the playoffs, here's a couple things that I just wanted to kind of so you're going to be extremely important um, for the Bills heading forward. So the Bills are guaranteed a playoff spot, which is awesome. So no matter what happens in Buffalo and in the Pats-Fins game, the Bills will be playing in the first round of the playoffs no matter what. With that being said, they can also only go as high as the three seed with a win and some other wins and losses around the AFC, I think. I think that like the Bengals and the Titans or something have to like – so. I'm not too sure on the exact teams, but I know that there has to be some shaking within the AFC for the Bills to move up to that third seed, but that's the highest that they can get. Don't think that they can get the second seed from the Chiefs. They can't get the first seed um, from whoever ends up getting it. Um, but it'll be important for this Bills team to continue finding success on the ground with Singletary and with Josh Allen. Overall, I like that Dayball has run more. He's designed more runs for Josh Allen. Um, even though it scares me a little bit, I like it. It's effective and it really keeps the defense on their toes. 
Josh Allen is quickly becoming one of those quarterbacks that's really, really hard to game plan for because he's so multi-talented on both the ground and in the passing game. And exactly what I was saying before about how if you take one part of his game away, he can use the other part and almost, you know, pick up the slack for whatever part of his game is lacking. So it's going to be extremely hard, I think, for teams to game plan for Josh Allen this year. I think it's going to be a little, you know, he's, I think, in my opinion, we can get into this maybe after the season's over, but I think that Josh Allen is definitely better than he was last year. Put up pretty similar numbers. He had a couple more interceptions, but no, I don't think the numbers tell. I don't think the, the I don't think the wins and losses, and I don't think the numbers tell all of the story. We'll get into that another day. Um, but another key point: keep digs in the offense. We saw a, sl- a slightly down game game from Diggs versus Atlanta, but he's been hot since a little after the halfway point this season. Um, good things happen when the Bills get the ball to Diggs. We know that. All Bills fans know that we are just, you know, I, at least as a Bills fan, when I'm watching these games, I am just, you know, every single play, I hope the ball goes to Diggs because I know he's the best player on the field. Um, and, you know, he's just one of those guys, get the ball to your best player and let him do the rest. Um, so I think keeping Diggs in the offense, even when the Bills are maybe trying to run the ball a little bit more, um, don't forget about Diggs over there. Um, we, I know we have a lot of weapons um, and spreading the ball, to a lot of weapons is difficult, but keeping digs in the game is how the Bills will win games, 100. Um, percent And my final thing I'm going to bring up because I don't even think we need to talk about the defense. I think the defense will be great throughout the playoffs, but the offensive line play, exclamation point, exclamation point, <laughs> must be at its best the entire playoff long. Last season, we saw the importance of defensive linemen beating offensive linemen at pass rush and non blitzes. <clears throat> excuse me, um, coverage sacks and coverage pressure won games last season. As long as Josh is a little protected, he can make enough winning plays, enough plays with his legs and arm to create a winning formula uh, just on his own. I think that's 100% the truth. I think that Josh Allen's, I mean, I've been talking about how multi-talented he is. He's another, he's a quarterback that he can move in the in the pocket well, he can move out of the pocket well. Um, so, your offensive line doesn't have to be the best. It's a plus if you have the best offensive line, but if it's not the best, this is the type of quarterback you want. One that's hard to take down and one that can move and throw in the run as well as he can. So if the offensive line can be serviceable and that's all it has to be, then the bills can win games in the playoffs and make a run for the Lombardi trophy. Mark my words. And the offensive line has been playing better. So that's not too far out of the question. I think the offensive line has been playing much better since that weird mid-season lull we went through where Josh Allen was getting hit every single time he dropped back. That's so I think that that's over. I think that he's not going to get hit like that anymore. Um, that's at least what we can hope. As long as there's no more moving and shaking, we got to bubble these damn players for this playoff. I don't want these guys going anywhere. Football is life. Football is life for their entire for for the rest of the playoffs like it has to be because we can't be getting covid we can't be losing players all of a sudden there is too much on the line this year and at this point in the season um to be having that stuff happen to us so that's another thing stay healthy we gotta stay healthy um and i think the healthiest team at the end of this season will be the one that ends up winning it 
So that's all I got to say. Um, thank you for joining me after a long, almost month off. Um, I am glad to be back. I can't wait to keep talking about Bill's playoff football when we come back next week. Um, it's going to be exciting. We're going to figure out who we're going to play after this Jets game. Um, it's going to be awesome. So gear up for a fun game against the Jets. If you're going to the game, have fun, be safe. It is going to be electric uh, when the Bills win and we win the AFC East for the second year in a row for the first time in 30 years. All right. So thank you guys for listening. As always, go Bills. See you later, y'all. The information in here is worth millions. This has been All Day Buffalo with your host, Eli Fox. Every Saturday, only on the Bills in Buffalo Podcast Network. Chased and throwing, oh. and it is caught. That Stephon Diggs, the sliding grab for the touchdown.